You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and we are well on our way into fall. That means it is time to harvest our sweet potatoes. I've already got mine up out of the ground, but I'm going to tell you how to harvest yours if you haven't already, and then how to cure them. It's a very, very important part of the process for setting up storage for your sweet potatoes. But first, a word from today's sponsor. So as I mentioned in my biggest gardening fails so far episode, I mentioned my fails when it came to growing sweet potatoes and how the soil that I was growing them in was way too rich and there was a ton of nitrogen and the leaves went absolutely bonkers. I also believe that I mentioned that sweet potatoes are actually a tropical plant. They are a tuber, they're a root crop, but they're tropical in origin and they're actually not related to your average like white potato, yellow potato, like your Yukon gold or your new potato, your new red potato. They're not related to them at all. Those potatoes are in the nightshade family and they originate in the mountains of Peru. These sweet potatoes actually are a tropical plant that come from um, like tropical rainforests. So very, very different in terms of their lineage. And for that reason, a lot of people, the first time they grow sweet potatoes, mistakenly think that foliage and watching for the leaves to die back like they do for regular potatoes is going to be the sign that your sweet potatoes are ready to harvest. So when it comes to regular potatoes like Yukon Golds, Kennebec, new red potatoes like Red Pontiac, the plant part of the potatoes die back, they brown, And that's the sign that, you know what, those potatoes are ready to dig up out of the ground. Sweet potatoes, on the other hand, those leaves, those vines will keep growing and they'll keep growing and they'll keep growing until the first frost comes and wipes them out, right? So since they're a tropical plant, any type of frost is going to immediately kill them. So you can't depend on leaves to tell you when your sweet potatoes are ready to harvest. So what are you supposed to depend on then in that case? You need to be looking at your weather forecast. The sweet potato tuber is a living organism. Um, And that's how you are able to get, you know, sweet potato vines, sweet potato slips growing off of a sweet potato that you can plant next year. That sweet potato, that tuber is alive. And if it's exposed to temperatures below 55 degrees for too long, it will die. You can eat it still, of course. It's not like, you know, 
eating rotten meat or something like that. You can still eat a sweet potato that's dead. It's just not going to give you anything in terms of sweet potato slips for next year. And it's also probably not going to store very well. So we want to make sure that we harvest our sweet potatoes before the first frost. And I honestly give myself a decent window for this. I'd say just to be safe, our first frost is around October 15th. At least that's according to my USDA hardiness zone. If you're not familiar with your particular USDA hardiness zone, I encourage you to go to Google right now or the next time you're at a computer and type in USDA hardiness zone. It'll pop up with a map and just look for your city on that map. And according to the colored bands on that map, it'll tell you what your hardiness zone is. And that hardiness zone will tell you when your first average frost is in the fall. And it'll also tell you when your last average frost is in the spring. In my USDA hardiness zone, the first average frost is around October 15th. I, like I said, just in case, like freak Kansas weather, I like to give myself a good chunk of time just in case. And I make sure that my sweet potatoes are out of the ground by end of September, early October. So the first thing you're going to want to do when it comes time to harvest your sweet potatoes is you're going to want to locate the base of the vine. And that can be kind of tricky because sweet potato vines are one of those plants that they kind of vine out and the vines will kind of root wherever they have really good contact with the soil. So you're going to have to trace from the tip of the vine all the way back to like the epicenter, the where you planted that sweet potato slip. That's going to be where the sweet potato tubers are that you're going to want to dig up. Once you find the origination of the vine, you're going to want to gently, and I usually wear gloves just because your fingernails can scrape the sweet potato tubers and that any nicks or cuts in any tuber is going to encourage bacteria, is going to encourage rot, and it's not going to store as long. So I put on a pair of gardening gloves and I kind of gently sweep away the dirt at the ground level surrounding the bottom of that sweet potato vine. And once you kind of see where the tubers are, then you can kind of plan your digging approach. Um, so I have two different spades. I have a spade that has a rounded end, and then I have a spade that has a pointy end. And when I am digging up tubers, I use my dull rounded end spade because I don't want to accidentally stab any of my tubers. Again, you do that, they're not going to store as long. So starting kind of a, a decent way out, I would say six inches out from where I uncovered the tubers at the base of that vine, I, I kind of dig down nice and slow, feel for any sort of resistance, any object in the ground, like a sweet potato, that might be in the way of that spade. And if you aren't feeling anything, go ahead and kind of keep just pushing that spade down into the ground and then lift gently 
that that dirt from around the sweet potato tubers and kind of go all the way around in a circle. And um, once you have enough of the dirt cleared away, you should be able to sort of, with your fingers, pry that sweet potato tuber out of the soil. So I would say kind of dig around the very exterior with your spade. Once you've done that though, I would use your fingers just because it's a little softer and gentler and a lot less likely to damage the tubers as you're trying to uncover them and take them out of the ground. So one by one, you can take them out of the ground. Unlike regular potatoes, having your sweet potatoes out in the sun not going to turn them toxic. So if you leave potatoes out in the sun, their skins will photosynthesize and they'll turn green. And at that point they turn poisonous and you should not by any means eat them. But sweet potatoes, since they are not related to regular potatoes in any way, don't do that. So you can safely leave your sweet potato tubers on the surface of the soil in the sun as you go about digging all of them up. It's going to be perfectly fine. You don't need to worry about any toxicity developing in the skin of the sweet potato. Once you have the sweet potatoes dug up, I would encourage you to take a moment and pick off any young, tender, smaller leaves from the sweet potato vines because, believe it or not, you can actually eat sweet potato leaves. That's right, a lot of people don't know that. In fact, I popped one in my mouth the first time and my husband, who I call Mr. B, was out there with me and he kind of panicked and he was like, are you sure you should be doing that? He thought I was gonna drop dead out in the garden, but I had researched it, it's fine. Trust me, you'll be fine. I like to stir fry my sweet potato leaves in garlic and butter. They can be a little bitter like any other dark leafy green, so I add a little bit of red wine vinegar or you can use um, lemon juice at the very, very end of the cooking process just to kind of balance out any residual bitterness that's in there. I especially like my sweet potato greens over hash, like a potato hash with an egg on top. So good. One of my go-to lazy dinners. It's delicious. But back to the sweet potatoes themselves. Once you have all of the sweet potatoes dug up, it's time to bring them inside and start the curing process. You never want to eat a sweet potato straight out of the ground. Honestly, you can. It's not going to hurt you but you're going to be disappointed, especially if you really love sweet potatoes for the fact that they are, as their name implies, sweet. What gives sweet potatoes their sweetness is that curing process. So if you take them right out of the ground, they're not gonna be very sweet. They're honestly going to be kind of starchy, almost kind of like I would sort of compare it to like a parsnip or something, how it's kind of starchy and it's 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 fine, but it's, it's not gonna be like, you're used to a sweet potato tasting. So you bring them inside and you're going to want to lay your sweet potatoes out in a place that has a good amount of air circulation. I usually set mine out on some chicken wire so that they have air circulation coming up from the bottom and then they have air circulation all around the top too but you don't have to do that. You can place your sweet potatoes on a countertop lined with newspaper. That's that's enough air circulation for them. That's It's totally fine. You're going to want a little bit of humidity in the air. Definitely no less than 50% humidity. 
it's better if you can do more like 60 to 70 percent humidity because you don't want the tubers to completely dry out while they're curing if the air is too dry the tubers will dry out and they'll be stringy and they'll be gross you're not going to want to eat them so you're going to want you know a healthy amount of humidity in the air and then that air circulation temperature like i said sweet potatoes are a living organism and they really shouldn't be exposed to anything lower than 55 degrees so you're going to want to keep that temperature i would say at least 65 degrees or higher so it's perfectly fine honestly to cure your sweet potatoes on your kitchen counter it's going to be nice and warm they're going to have plenty of air circulation. I do keep mine out of direct sunlight, but if they get indirect sunlight from the kitchen window, again, it's not going to create any toxicity in the skin of the sweet potato. They're totally fine. And you're going to want to let them cure that way for about two weeks, at least two weeks. And during that time, it's a good idea to kind of turn them, to rotate them a little bit, to make sure that all sides of the skins are kind of getting enough air circulation to discourage any rotting. And at that time, you can look for any um, sweet potatoes that might have split. So if you get too much rain right before harvest, sometimes sweet potatoes can split. Sometimes when you pull them out of the ground, a little bit of the tuber will kind of snap off and during the curing process most of those things any splitting or any parts that have snapped off should kind of like heal over it'll develop a sort of skin on it and keep the rest of the sweet potato intact but during that time if you see anything that looks like it's rotting anything that looks like it's molding you're going to want to go ahead and throw that out that one's not going to be safe to eat throw it in the compost if you don't compost throw it in the trash definitely don't eat it after two weeks, your sweet potatoes have cured. And like I said, since they like warm temperatures, you can store them in your kitchen pantry, in your kitchen, in a basket. I like to use like linen lined baskets and put them on shelves. It's kind of like pretty decorative, whatever. And then when you're ready, you just grab one. I don't recommend rinsing the dirt off of them, however, until you're ready to eat them. Um, you can definitely, with your fingers, especially if you're kind of putting them in a basket for decorative use, with your fingers, you can rub as much of the dirt off as, as possible, but I don't recommend rinsing them just like I don't recommend rinsing regular potatoes before storing them, that water will soften the skins and you want the skins to almost create like a moisture barrier from the outside environment and keeping the contents of the tuber fresh and safe. It's almost like a potato or the sweet potato's own little personal Ziploc bag. It keeps everything inside safe, keeps everything outside out. So don't rinse your skins, only rub them off. If you want to take a paper towel and kind of lightly rub them off, that's fine. But don't worry, that dirt shouldn't skeeve you out. It's fresh, healthy dirt from your garden. There's nothing gross in it. No need to rinse anything off until you're ready to eat it. And that point you can rinse it off with water, kind of give it a good scrub. And then however you're going to cook your sweet potatoes, go ahead and cook them. If you had sweet potatoes that had um, cracks or had parts that had snapped off, those should be perfectly fine to eat. I have cooked cracked sweet potatoes, and like I said, those cracks kind of developed like a skin over them, and the rest of the sweet potato inside of it was fine. If you want to grow sweet potatoes again next year, 
I recommend keeping at least one of those sweet potatoes, preferably the biggest one, aside to grow your own sweet potato slips, which I'm going to tell you how to do in a future episode or around about the time you'd want to start thinking about growing sweet potato slips. But that's for a future episode, so be on the lookout for that. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it makes you feel a lot more confident and safe about going out and harvesting your own sweet potatoes, or I hope it's inspired you to try growing sweet potatoes next year. It's so much fun. Digging up any root crop is really rewarding, really fun. It's like digging for buried treasure. I absolutely love it. And there are a ton of things that you can do with sweet potatoes. My favorite, I think, would have to be sweet potato gnocchi, which I'm hoping to get a recipe up on my blog sometime soon. We shall see how much time I have available in the kitchen because blogging and podcasting take up a decent amount of time, but I want to make sure that you have inspiration for how to use up all these yummy things that you're taking out of the garden. If you like this episode, if you like the podcast and you haven't done so yet, please feel free to leave a review. If you have questions about this episode, like I said, you can go to anchor.fm slash grow your own food and you can leave a voice review. It doesn't have to be a review. You can ask me questions about anything that I covered in this episode and I'll do my best to answer them in either the next episode or a future episode where I go more in depth on a topic. Thank you so very much for listening. I appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.